Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life Too Seriously. My name is Dan Whitehead. This is my podcast. And uh, while normally I, I come out of the gate a little bit uh, excited and ready to talk and uh, just bursting with energy, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm starting this episode off with just a little bit of a serious note. Um, in in light of all the uh, all of the issues, all of the situations that uh, all of the progress that's happening uh, in the world right now, I wanted to um, just talk about it for just a second, if I may, um, and point out a couple of uh, organizations that are doing some good work. And I thought maybe you guys would be interested in knowing about them. Um, these three I'm I'm making donations to. And perhaps if you're able to swing it, you would be able to donate to them as well. Um, the first one off the bat is the Trevor Project. And this is an organization that helps people in the LGBTQ plus community um, with mental health resources um, suicide prevention hotlines, things like that. Um, they're a great organization, and uh, I think it's really important to give them the assistance they need in order to provide the resources they need um, and provide uh, to those who need it. Um, so if if you would like to donate to them, their website is thetrevorproject.org. That's thetrevorproject.org. The second one I'm donating to is the NAACP. Um, this is a organization uh, for people of color and as well as the next one I'm going to be talking about. And uh, this, like the Trevor Project, is a great organization that helps. Um, this one on a broader range of topics from criminal justice assistance, healthcare, economic support, um, etc., um, you can find all this information on their website, and that website is naacp.org. Um, all of them have donate buttons right at the top, should you choose to do that. Um, and the last one is the Black Lives Matter movement website um, or and organization. Um, they are definitely the most prominent ones out there um, fighting the good fight for us and helping to make change uh, for the better. And uh, their website is blacklivesmatter.com. And as I mentioned, their button is right at the top should you choose to do that. And uh, you can also get a lot more information from them as well. Um, so three great resources, um, three great organizations uh, doing a lot of great work out there and uh, positive work and just trying to make the world a bit better. Um, which I love, and I just thought I'd help them in any way I could. I want to shout out um, anybody who's out there um, standing in protests and rallies and peacefully sharing their opinions uh, for change and wanting to see good happen in the world and see this country be the best it can possibly be. While I... Uh, in person, can't necessarily be out there due to um, being at work and things like that. I 
Um, I like to think I'm out there in spirit. Um, I've been to a few in the past and had a really positive experience and can only imagine um, what they're like this time around and know that uh, you guys are out there really, uh, really making a change. I could see it already um, on different news outlets and things like that. So congratulations to that. And uh, I can't wait to see all the good work that comes from it. Last thing I'll say is uh, shout out to all the medical professionals who are keeping people safe um, and healthy and trying to make them better for those who are contracting the coronavirus. Um, it is still out there. It didn't go away. Um, and while I'm someone who didn't perfectly follow the rules the whole time. I am aware of them. I am uh, alert and washing my hands and wearing my masks when appropriate and um, doing the best I can with it. Um, but I'm not perfect. I will be the first to admit that. I just want to make sure that everybody is staying healthy and um, positive and uh, we'll get through this together. Um, okay, so... Switching gears a little bit, um, my guest. Uh, this is a, someone who I've known for several years. I did three out of my four years of college with him. He was a year ahead of me in school, um, film school. And uh, he is someone who I always just thought was very interesting to talk to. He knows a lot about a lot of things. And uh, we bond on a lot of things. Our love of Scorsese. Um, and martial arts and cinema, of course, and all that good stuff. And what I recently found out is our love for just learning, um, especially in a non-traditional school setting, but just finding our own ways to learn and be students of life and things like that. And it was a really great conversation. This is Tariq Clark, um, who I talked to. Um, he also goes by Vec, V-E-K, um, and uh, that is his... Uh, rapper name, hip hop name. Um, he would better be able to uh, tell you where that comes from. Uh, it's not something we got to in our episode, but I'm sure if he comes back around, um, we can dive into that some more. But uh, overall, really great episode, really great uh, conversation we had, and um, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Um, so I will uh, shut up now and let you hear it. And um, last thing I will say is that the piece of music you're about to hear was composed by one of my new producing partners and composer, Christopher Stokes. Um, he wrote this in a matter of like a day, a day and a half, um, just a nice little jingle to uh, bring us into the interview. And uh, I'm happy to share his work. If you'd like to check out all of his work, including some of the past film projects he's worked on and some other things um, that he has in the works, you can find him on SoundCloud at Christopher Stokes Music, as well as on Instagram at, at Christopher Stokes Music. So without further ado, here is Tariq Clark. Enjoy the show. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Getting myself uh, situated here. Should be uh, good to go in a few. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm, yeah. I think I'm pretty much good. Okay. Hey, doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm just uh, trying to survive this crazy world we're in. <laughs> crazy is right. 
<laughs> How uh, you're? Are you still in uh, North Carolina? Yes, I'm still in Raleigh. Yeah, how how is it down there? Uh little by little uh, stuff's opening up. I think we're still in the second phase here. It looks like some barber shops and even some Starbucks are opening up a little bit. So little by little. Yeah. And uh you've been uh you've been home through it. So you've been you've been working on a bunch of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've been home like before the whole COVID thing like either like so yeah, that's been a, uh, it's been something I'm mostly just been working on, uh, you know, just getting better. So that's, right. so that's been key, you know, taking care of the asset, taking yeah, care yeah. of the vehicle that gets me to the destination. So, um, that's mostly where my time's been. And then like to support that, you know, I've obviously been looking at, you know, sketching and writing as a part of the healing regimen as well. Yeah. I always see on uh, your Instagram, it's, it's a lot of interesting stuff. I see you're always reading these fascinating books and talking to different people. You're, you're uh, soaking up a lot of knowledge, which I respect. So uh, much appreciated. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause you know, um, I put it, I uh, put this, uh, and it was a, it's a Socrates quote I put up and I'm probably just going to butcher it, but, um, it's like the more I know, the more I realize I know nothing. And I just find that just more and more true. Oh yeah. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, listen, like I I don't I, I don't have all the keys, but I know somebody has, you know, more keys than I do and that'll help me get ahead. So that's yeah. so that's just how I see it, you know, just through just like everything. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm still a student. You know, I might have graduated uh Stevenson, you know, you noticed I graduated back in 2016, but I'm still a student. Like, regardless. Yeah. that's just how I look at it. Do Do you find that you almost become, I mean, I, I guess you become more of a different type of student, right? Like once we leave the traditional school set, you're, you're still a student. Yes. But we learn in such different ways. We almost learn more by doing there versus sitting down and reading textbooks and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. You know, it's funny. I was, I had this conversation with my brother about different types of, uh, learning, you know, uh, kinesthetic, you know, auditory and, you know, and, uh, visual mm-hmm. and yeah. So like in a school setting, like, you know, you usually get more of like, you know, the auditory, like the visual, you know, like you see what they're saying, you, you know, you hear it and then, you know, kinesthetic, you know, I guess you're taking a notes, but in a context of like, uh, film like depending on like what it is like um you know so like sometimes you're doing and sometimes you're not like actually doing it but yeah to answer your question yeah basically uh it's way completely different though um for me i kind of follow like a simple formula in which they go out like if i don't have like a knowledge of something i'll go out and find it like i'll still read and you know how can i develop a strategy like what i read like you know how can i use this like you know when will i use this like that type of deal right so that's that's kind of how i've been approaching it like how can i look at these books and actually like how can i work these books you know as opposed to like me just memorizing a fact and then like forgetting it after like a test like you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. now do you do you find uh you know, I, I'm someone who's getting more into reading myself and I, I, I go back and forth between like fiction and nonfiction. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting myself right now. I'm getting into like a nonfiction phase, but do you find that, you know, as you're reading, do you highlight things and like 
you know, circle things or are you just one of those people that doesn't like to write in books and just wants to read it? And yeah, I feel you. Um, I, I, bro, I scratched all over my books. Like originally I had this, um, I guess like limiting like idea that I had that, you know, I couldn't like write in a book. Cause it's like, you know, who writes in books? Like, you know, who does that? But right. at the end of the day, the writers got their money. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, now I'm going to make their knowledge work for me. And so I kind of look at me like scratching in a book as me expressing myself through their knowledge that they're uh, sharing with me, like me articulating, you know, as sort of like me kind of being like in the room with the person, I kind of having a conversation Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I'll read like a Dale Carnegie book and like how to win friends and influence people. And I'll read something that reminds me of something in like uh Miyamoto Musashi. I don't know if you read his book You know, I know we talk martial arts a bit, but, but I uh, haven't now. No. Yeah. Yeah. A book, a, a book of five rings. So I'll read something that reminds me of old, like samurai philosophy from like 1645. And I'll like articulate that like, Oh, you know what? This reminds me, you know, I'll kind of write that in the book as sort of a reminder. And as if I'm having a conversation with the writer, like in my book, as I'm, scribbling so that kind of helps me like remember and retain some of the information too and think about ways to apply to myself so yeah (laughs) yeah i i um i i've done that a little bit when i started i was i was like oh i don't want to write in books and it's uh you know it it almost feels like I'm, i'm i was almost thinking the opposite of what you were saying as far as you know they've made their money i was almost like they're gonna find out i wrote in their book or something but now i'm like you know what, if something's appeals to me and it stands out and I want to remember it, be able to call upon it quicker, I'll, I'll highlight it. I'll, you know, circle it, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, if worse comes to worse, I'll just buy another one. They're probably not that expensive anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah, I feel you. Yo, yeah. it's, it's so, it's so funny you say that. Cause, um, you, you, you probably see my recent post of this, uh, Jim quick book, uh, limitless. And I remember I shared bits of it that I are, uh, that I, uh, annotated and I even mm-hmm. tagged him in there and he was like commenting in there and he's just like, yes, you know, so, so <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny to see like the author, like celebrating, like me, like, you know, just scratching in the book and getting something out of it. Cause I think that's pretty much like the goal that, you know, the author put in there too. And I can't remember if I did that for any, the other book, um, I think I did it for uh, this is Jeff Goins' book, uh, "Real Artists Don't Starve." I highly recommend that one. Though so I okay. got a, I got an ebook copy of that one, so I kind of highlighted it digitally and I shared it. But you know, he definitely, um, you know, he uh, he showed some love when I, uh, you know, shared like the bits I got out of that when I was learning about artists like Michelangelo, like you know, having like billion dollar like estates and how he wasn't so caught up in this. I guess, uh, this like limiting, like mindset that, you know, like artists, like don't make money, you know, they're, it's all about the art. It ain't about like money hundred percent and this and that, you know, like completely disregarding the fact that they still need to live and eat and right. pay, pay rent and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but the fact that he had like, I'm glad he shared like his entrepreneurial ventures as well. And I'm like, Oh, all right. So I'm not crazy, but I could rent on that topic for, forever but uh yeah to answer your question um yeah that's basically uh what i do <laughs> do do you find um like something a philosophy that i've i've uh been kind of putting on myself recently and it's not because of i mean i kind of i kind of point to one person that's been like that but really i i the whole idea of 
you have to bet on yourself, especially in the kind of work that uh, you and I are trying to do or, or are doing. Um, you know, there's there's n- nobody's going to be banging on your door looking for you necessarily, right? at least at the start. So you have to pave your own way. You have to gather up your own information. And, you know, I could sit here and work the job that I do, or I could work the job that I do, but also in my free time be putting in, you know, extra hours to do a short film, to do a podcast, to do other things like that. Yes, sir. Find, yeah. Yeah. Yo, I, yo, you basically said it right there, bro. Like a hundred percent, you know? And, um, and I, I, I kind of see it like sort of like, you know, in the context of, well, I had a, back when I was in Maryland, when I wasn't with my folks and I was on my own, like, you know, I did have like a job, like sort of like yourself. I don't know your situation specifically, but yeah, I did kind of see it like, you know, I'm maintaining that lifestyle of me like living, but then when I'm not at work, I'm, um, I'm preparing for my, for my next life. If that right. makes sense. I'm preparing, right. like, yeah. like I'm preparing for the next step. Like, you know, cause if you, if you don't prepare for the next step, then I just don't think it's going to come. Like that's, <laughs> you know, it's sort yeah. of like, you know, it's sort of like a different version of like, you know, when the student is ready, the master appears type thing. You know, I definitely believe that, you know, comes from like, you know, when you, uh, like if you don't focus on getting to the next step, then you won't see it, you know? And, yeah. um, if you don't, and if you don't mind me talking a little bit of uh, science real quick, I'll try to <laughs> please. No, make, please. make it simple. All right. So there's this part of the brain called the reticular activating system, the RAS. Okay. Uh, basically what this does, uh, long story short, you get what you focus on because the brain is primarily a deletion device. So if I told you, Dan, think of the color blue out of everywhere you see around you, I'm pretty sure you're seeing the color blue pop out now. It isn't right. necessarily that the color blue magically appeared. It was always there. You just focus on it. So I see it the same way when like preparing for like, you know, your next life. Like if you're not focusing on it, you won't see those opportunities and they will be there. They don't magically like appear, but like you won't be as hyper-focused and aware on them. So that's, right. so that's kind of what I'm getting at, you know? So that's, if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it, it, it makes total sense. and and. I'm I'm glad you shared the the science part of it because I I um you know obviously like you went to school for film and things like that but I'm constantly you know going back to your point about being kind of a student of life you know I'm always interested in like science and this and that and you know I I just listened I was talking to a coworker today um about Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't know if you've listened to him before, but oh, I listened he had, to a lot of Rogan a while back. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so he, he just had, um, this was a couple months ago, but he had on, um, his name is Forrest. Uh, his last name is escaping me, but he's a biologist and they were just talking about how, you know, um, unique and strange and different the all these different animals are across our earth in ourselves included. And I just found it so fascinating how we've evolved and, you know, all these kind of crazy things. So I, I, I'm, uh, I, I love science more now than I think than I did in school. Yeah. Especially like when people can communicate on like how, like you can use it and how it like helps you succeed. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent, man. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It, not even just science, but I mean, just anything like, I'm like, why didn't I like this in school? Because it's actually really exactly. cool. You know? But 
yeah, at least I'm learning it now, I guess. Right. Like it, yeah. it's better than not learning at all. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, and it was, it was funny when I was, when I was, um, you know, thinking of people who I'd want to to talk to, I, you came to mind right away because I was like, Oh, the, here's a guy who like knows what he's doing, knows what he wants out of life and just is like, you know, making moves to do it and just trying to be a student of, of the world and all that kind of stuff. And that's something I'm trying to get better at, you know, and, and, and am doing. And uh, so I just thought you'd be a, a great person to converse with. And of course I wanted to catch up with you. It had been a while. So. Yeah, dude, I really, I really appreciate it. And, you know, just like you like reaching out and, you know, like the fact that she wanted to learn from me, like that's such an honor. <laughs> yeah. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all teachers. We're all students, right? I mean, not to get philosophical, but you know, we all have something to learn from each other and uh, especially nowadays. And, um, and uh, it's, it's, it's important to uh, kind of walk in other people's shoes for a little bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, I was curious, you know, like, uh, I have, I just, I, I'm not one to necessarily write questions because I don't like to get locked into, um, a path necessarily, but I just wrote down like key words. And I was, uh, when I was thinking of you and, and, and things I wanted to kind of touch on. And one of the first things I think would, uh, cause it's a passion for both of us is just, um, our, our film passion. And, and I was just curious what kind of, what kind of brought you, um, to this, uh, career where it's like, I want to tell stories for a living. All right. Um, you want my, you want my life story on that or, Oh God, like you and, me, any like, version you're willing to share any, you know? All right. Yeah. I'll try to give you the most condensed version of it. It's kind of weird. Cause as a kid, I was always like creative in some shape or form. If I, if I wasn't creative, I was, you know, somehow trying to like, you know, hustle like mom, like be like, you know, someone who's in a business, an entrepreneur, you know? So right. I guess that was another way of me expressing like creativity. So I, I kind of ran like, you know, several different kinds of like experiments, you know, whether it be me like designing like wooden like train sets or me just like playing with like connect structures, structures and stuff like that, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, with like toys and all that, I'd always come up with like different ways that combine different toys. So that's one way I'd express myself. And I'd always, I'd always be drawing. It's like, um, just a sort of like a gateway to like my interests. Like we'd go to like a restaurant, you know, they'd probably give you all these like coloring sheets. I'd be like, Oh, thanks. Flip it right on the back to the blank sheet. <laughs> Do not give yeah. me something to color in. I want to make my own thing. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like that's the kind of kid I was. And then, so I got into, I got interested in like drawing and then like writing. And then, um, I, one of the earliest versions of me, like attempting to do writing, I'd write like crazy, like, you know, Star Wars fan fiction, like not like the weird fan fiction, like nowadays. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But, but it's something just like, yo, what if, what if like Anakin hijacked like a stegosaurus and battled Jedi ghosts, like Sith ghosts, like, <laughs> like something weird, like, like, yeah. like that. So I, I come up with like, you know, stuff like that. You know, I was like, well, what if, like, what if Anakin fought, like, Vader? Like, you know, his personality split into two when he had to fight himself. You know, I, you know, just crazy stuff like that. And then I was, and I think this was around when I was 11 or so. 
And I was telling some friends of mine at the mosque I went to, I'm like, yo, isn't this kind of cool? And they're like, yeah, but it'd be kind of cool if you came up with your own character. So that's what I did in like fourth grade. Originally, I wanted to make this, um, how should I say? Yeah, I wanted to make a video game, like an anime like style, like video game, like um, sort of like, uh, you, you ever play a Soul Blade, a Soul Calibur original? Soul nah. Calibur? All right. Nah. Uh, how about Tekken? I wasn't a big gamer, believe it or not. So I don't. All right. Yeah. 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 So it was a. It was something in the style of that, as far as like graphics wise. I'd be like, yo, wouldn't this be kind of cool? And obviously, I was really influenced by uh, you know, anime and such. You know, Shaman King, DBZ, Bleach, Raidmaster, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, and um, that was and uh. I wanted, I, and I did a video game, like, like writing, um, just like the story for all that. And I probably wrote this story for like the first, uh, cause then I wanted to make it into like a novel and I wrote like the novel, I'd probably say like, I don't know, seven, like seven different times. Cause every time I went back and re read it, I'm like, ah, this is disgusting. And I was, and I'm, I'm like, I, I'm in my early teens at this time. And I think it wasn't until um, and I'm giving you the abridged version. Um, like before high school, I, you know, I, like this was around like, you know, YouTube was getting big and, you know, little by little. And I was seeing a lot of people like making anime, uh, music videos, like anime clips to like songs you liked. And I saw like a lot of like hip hop stuff. I like, I'm like, okay. So I started like cutting like anime clips to, um, Wu-Tang, so Shaman King and Bleach to like Naruto to like Wu-Tang or De La Soul and stuff like that. And th this is actually how I taught myself how to edit. So I just pulled up like music, uh, Windows Movie Maker. You remember? <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. Windows oh, XP. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so old school Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> <Pulled that up. laughs> so trying to navigate all through this, like it was so bad. Like I had like the audio from the video still stuck in there. Like you could hear like the camera fumbling with the music in the back. So it was, it was just like me like trying to, and then I found that I could adjust the levels. I'm like, Oh, so yeah. So I, so I taught myself how to edit like initially and that's what I did. And then I was around uh, my sophomore year in high school. So this is 2009. This is pretty much the most critical year for me, like uh creative wise. Cause I took a film production class and this is when I started understanding that, there was a lot more to a movie than I imagined. I never even thought of mm -hmm. like, you know, like what goes into like, you know, pre-production and, you know, like, you know, how everything's formatted and how you break that down into like characters, props, scenes, like, you know, and then you think about like where the lighting and everything's going to be in each scene and, you know, this and that, you know, learning all these foreign terms, like depth of field, Nissan sin. Like I'm like, <laughs> my head was spinning in the room and I'm like, what does this all mean? You know, yeah, yeah. like composition, like cinematography. I'm like cinnamon. What? Like, <laughs> 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 like <laughs> I didn't understand, you know? So yeah, my, uh, my, my, uh, teacher, my mentor, his name was, uh, Simon Nolan, great dude. And I, I really loved the way he taught and I could tell he was really passionate about this because his passion really, uh, like, you know, like I ended up picking up on it. Like I, and his excitement got me excited about it. And then when I thought about the stuff I wanted to make, I'm like, Oh, like this is, this is, this is pretty cool. 
So I, I took a film production class there and like a screenwriting and I still kind of wrote like in like my anime, you know, dialogue, like style, like in my screenwriting class. So that was interesting. I got clowned for it a good amount, but hey, <laughs> it's all good. And um, yeah, so I believe it was about a senior year of high school when I decided uh, to uh, actually go to school for film. I originally wanted to major in English because um, I've written three novels at the time. I haven't released them. Um, mm -hmm. So sort of like in the same series that I've been trying to like build up. So I, so I got three down and the longest one was for my high school senior project. But I realized I'm like, you know what? Like I wanted to go and I wanted to major in English because I wanted to be a, I wanted to be like the next Rowling, the next Stephen King, you know? Right. So, um, uh, you know, the next George R. R. Martin, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, my mother I recommended, she was just like, well, why don't you go to school for films that you're interested in that? And, you know, you know, there are more like career opportunities and this and that in there. And, you know, you can sort of write on the side. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's a good idea. So I did that. Um, went through like a lot of like uh, nights of like disappointments, getting rejection letters. And then I got Stevenson. I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> we up in <laughs> here. Leaving, leaving, Roanoke, leaving Roanoke, Virginia, heading to... I didn't know Owings Mills. It's gonna be it's gonna be all great. So, and it's interesting because and I didn't mention in high school I've been terrified of directing. I just wanted to write because mm -hmm. I, I was terrified of the how should I say the um the responsibility of directing like all like that managing and like making sure the actors are doing this and that and everything and trying to get a performance out of them. I'm like oh man that's a lot you know but. I went into Stevenson with the intention of I'm going to direct because it terrifies me. Like I went in there like with that mindset, like I like, Hey, like it terrifies me, but that's because I don't know what to do, but I'm going to figure it out. And, um, and of course I'm giving you like the abridged version, but, um, senior year, which is like 2016 and you know, mm -hmm. you, and you got to work with me on my, uh, project, uh, Graves. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a spinoff character of that series I was telling you about that I haven't released. Which is okay. Kind of, yeah, and it's it's kind of a weird way of doing. It. It's kind of a backwards way of doing. It. <laughs> but I guess I was looking at Marvel and seeing how they were doing like spinoffs of characters. But you know, I haven't even released mine, so I guess I was kind of too ahead. Like <laughs> I was, you know, like trying to build my cinematic universe like too early. So um, yeah, so. I, so I, uh, I make that film and I'm directing and everything. And why, and while the film like did have like, you know, it's, uh, it's flaws and everything like technically the number, I think one of the top, um, positive things I got from it was, um, the acting in it and, and, uh, a good amount and a good amount of that, um, you know, the actors themselves are very like, uh, talented but um my year uh before that i was learning a lot about you know like kind of like the best way to like you know get inside their head but not necessarily like manipulate them like you know what are some kind of words i would use and everything you know and one of the best books i actually recommend on film directing is actually how to win friends and influence people by bill carnegie which isn't a directing book at all 
It's a yeah, book yeah. on it's a book on how to communicate with human beings. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> so I was reading so I read that book like around the same time and I was thinking about like, you know, how could I make somebody, you know, want to do something but not actually but not like manipulate them in a way. So I was learning a good amount about psychology and you know, this is sort of like side stuff that I uh, you know, uh learned about like and you know when I was able to learn technical stuff about that and like learn about, you know, like basic shots and the kind of shots I wanted, the kind of lighting I wanted, like, you know, it all kind of just came together. And here I am right now, just trying to, you know, make some bigger and badder stuff and just really kill it. You know, um, hopefully it wasn't too long. I convinced it as much as I could, but <laughs> that's, the sh- that's the shorter version. <laughs> Yeah. So, something I like that you said is, is, um, about, you know, you were, you were willing to, um, you know, recognize if there were any, um, missteps or something like that with a project you were saying, well, yeah, there was this thing, but at the same time, I think I excelled with this. Um, and that's something I know I try to do too, where, um, I'll be the first one to point out, you know, what went wrong with something of mine, but I'll also tell you, well, I think this and this worked and those things going wrong, I won't repeat next time, you know, and it's just all a learning process. And I, I said to um, two friends who now became kind of like producing partners with me that I was like, if I take life undefined, the short I just did um, last summer and say that that's like the first film since college, right? It's the first one since I graduated, all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of the kickoff of what I hope to be a long career. Well, the unfortunate thing is, and or it's kind of weird to think about, is that almost has to be or ends up being the worst thing you make, right? Because the idea is by the time you make your very last thing, not to say that the very last thing is going to be your, um, you know, opus or your best thing ever, but it should mm-hmm. hopefully be better than the first thing you made because you've learned all these things along the way. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. It's like, unfortunately, you know, you almost, I almost feel bad for the movie because it's like, you know, yeah, it was good, but I think there's going to be plenty better ahead, you know, and that's just what it is. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I got to say like after, and I don't know if you had this feeling like when you like a screen, your project, or got your project out, but Mm -hmm. it took me a while to kind of recover from everybody watching I think that I spent hours like putting into it mm-hmm. and you know and and kind of just thinking about like the stuff that went wrong and thinking about like you know how I wanted folks to react in a certain way and they didn't and I'm just like ah but that was the one part I need you know and um yeah, yeah. and it, it took it and it, it took me a minute to to recover from it but then like after like a few I was just like Yo, like at the end of the day, from what I was able to pull off with what I had, this was pretty good. In right. fact, in fact, I think I'm pretty close. In fact, um, I think it was like right after the screening. I think a cup. I think one dude like came up to me. Actually, no, no, a couple people, and they were like, "Hey, I definitely knew what you were trying to do right here. You were trying to create a live action anime," and I'm like they got the idea 
Like right. I didn't like I didn't have to spell it out. Like you know, like they got the idea, and I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted. So the fact that they got the idea is a huge step. Like, yeah. What what was interesting for me for um, because obviously for that was what you're talking about for those that don't know is our senior project we our our, our showcase we um, you know we get to screen our films unless you graduated this year unfortunately but um, you you screen your films in front of you know classmates parents teachers all that kind of stuff friends and uh, something interesting was my uh, senior project that I directed, I, I requested to have it not be in the showcase because kind of the same feelings I think that you were talking about with yours. I mean, you were brave enough to put it in your mind. I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it, whatever. And luckily I produced Gerald's and Patrick's. And I have to tell you, like the feeling of watching those guys' projects just really work and click with the audience was almost more rewarding than watching my own. Hmm. And, and I don't, I, I mean, yes, I was a part of making their project and getting it to where it was and putting input in and all that stuff, but it's so much theirs. It's so much their voice. And I'm just like, I, I, to this day still look back at it in a positive of like, um, you know, I, I'm just like happy for them. I'm, I'm glad it worked out and it was nice to be able to share that. And, and that's kind of why I've leaned. I was like, okay, I've gotten some people say that I'm pretty decent at the producing and I kind of like this feeling of helping others with their vision and all this kind of stuff. So I've kind of gravitated like with starting Toby moon and trying to take this all serious. I was telling my producing friends um, that I'm like, I don't want to direct and write everything we put out because I don't want to see my name that many times. I want to help other people um, from all walks of life get their projects made. Now, look, I don't have uh, much more than a couple of bucks to my name, but you know, I'll help in any way I can. And 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 uh, I've just found that almost more rewarding, or at least equally as rewarding as doing it myself. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I forget the book that this uh, comes from, but there's this sort of um, structural. Um, uh, this widely accepted like structural um, uh, system in like the entrepreneurial community. But mm -hmm. um, I, I recommend, I, I only remember like the first, like the two of them, but they're pretty like critical. It's like you have the visionaries who usually like at the front of everything. And then you have the integrators, mm -hmm. you know? So from the sounds of it, it seems like you're more of like a integrator type, like the one who sweats the details and is like, okay, so that's a great vision and this and that, but how are we going to get there? And this is how I think we should get there. Like, like efficiently, like with like what we have and this and that, you know, just from the sounds of it. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, I think that's just like, you know, from, uh, you know, like knowing you as well, like you seem to be like a very, like a uh, practical person on, you know, how do we, like, how do we get to the goal? It, yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's, you know, <laughs> that like, like, like that, like, just like from what you told me, that sounds like the, that sounds like where you're getting at. Like for me, I, I know I'm definitely like a visionary type, even though like I, like I try to exercise my practical muscles as much as I can, you know, but at the end of the day, like I know that my strength lies in coming up with the ideas and then, you know, 
if, you know, bringing somebody on to kind of help me just, okay, Tariq, focus, focus, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. you know, you know, and like, like I said, like, you know, I'm, I'm exercising it myself, but you know, sometimes, you know, why not, uh, why not leverage other people's strengths to help you where you're weak, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, uh, to use the old sports analogy, such a team sport, you know, and like, um, there's, I mean, I guess it's easier and easier nowadays to do it by yourself, but when you, if you don't have to, why, why not work with other people? And, uh, you know, because not, you know, there's that whole like line you have to walk of like too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing. And you don't want that, but there's something to be said for getting, people you trust and people you admire's opinion and kind of uh, especially those that'll tell you the truth and not just, you know, you're great, you're great, you're great all the time. Um, It's nice to get, uh, you know, a little, little constructive criticism and how to, how to improve. And uh, you learn more from the mistakes than the, the, uh, the, the wins, I guess you could say. Um, But uh, to, better put it in perspective too, as far as like what I see myself wanting to do. I basically, I would say, I think JJ Abrams is probably the closest to what I would want to do. Someone who does like a lot of producing, like a lot of, you know, eggs in a lot of different baskets. And once in a while it's like, Oh, I can direct this or, Oh, you know what? So-and-so would be a better director. I'm just going to help them make it. And uh, you know that, and like, I, I like to kind of dip my toe in, the directing and kind of coming in and out, but ultimately I just kind of like working on a lot of different things because it just keeps the, uh, the engine going. I like all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, yeah. Abram's definitely got a great body of work too. And it's crazy kind of just like looking at like some of like the shows, like, you know, he produced, you know, like, I don't know if it's correct to say like it was before, Abrams like was Abrams but there's like some of those shows like you didn't know that you know he was in the background like producing you know mm-hmm. like you know you, you, like you think of him now you think of Star Trek Star Wars you know you know but you don't think of uh did he do Alias was that him he uh, did Alias yeah. Felicity Lost yeah 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 exactly so I didn't you know I, it was some stuff I didn't even know like he did I'm like oh those are <laughs> back in the days those are a pretty big deal so, right. I mean, it's one of those, you, everybody starts somewhere. Right. And that's, uh, that was him kind of coming up. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, I don't know if I could really put my finger on like one person, you know, like there's usually like this, um, it's cliche and you probably been hearing this a lot, just being like, you know, in the film, uh, community, like, like I am, like when it comes to, aspiring to be like directors who usually hear like, you know, the next Tarantino, the next Spielberg, mm-hmm. the, like you usually, like you, like you, you, you hear a lot of like, you know, similar like director names and, you know, you have people who do the eye roll like, ah, oh, of course, like you and you and 50,000 other people want to make the next Pulp Fiction in this. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. And, you know, and, you know, and it's, and I, I low key kind of feel, um, you know, guilty of like being like in that camp. But, you know, I think for me, it's because I've gotten like, so I, I think when I watch a Tarantino film and I'm only looking at him, like as an example, I guess I see myself in him in the sense of he studies where stuff came from and he follows the patterns all the way back. 
And mm-hmm. I do that with everything. I do that with music. You know, I was, I legit was like writing like a bar for like a verse when I was talking about how like I was bumping Jimi Hendrix and how I was hearing Prince. I was hearing Slash and Lenny Kravitz and like all that shit. Like that was the bars, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking about, and what about Hendrix? The list goes on and on and on. Like, like little Richard, rest in peace, yo, his run was strong. Like, and because I'm just like picking apart, like, yo, like, okay, so what was this guy listening to? And, you know, and if I keep going back, like I see where stuff came from. So when the context of Tarantino, it's like, all right, like I'll take like Kill Bill, for example, I can see Sergio Leon and I can see Akira Kurosawa and, you know, and I can see, you know, I'll even throw like, you know, Rizzo from Wu-Tang Clan in there, how he did the music in there, you know, just, and, you know, Rizzo was inspired by, you know, Run Run Shaw films and, and I really like, I really see like the, you know, like I really admire people who are curious enough to think about, okay, what's my, what are my favorite films? Like what's my favorite pieces of art? Okay. What inspired that and keep going back and, you know, so that's kind of like, you know, why I align myself with him in that regard. But obviously like, I won't just limit my, you know, style to like, you know, one director because if anything, like I really love the dude's like dialogue, you know, and if I were to do, um, and this is just like in the future, like God, like God will, if I were to shoot a fight scene, I probably wouldn't shoot it like he would do on like Kill Bill, but that's because I've seen like other fight scenes that, oh yeah, I like this one. Like, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of like the Raid films, like the Gareth Evans films or, yo, yo, even like the new John Wick films, bruh. Mm-hmm. Bruh, <laughs> like, like that's that kind of sort of thing, you know. And so that's sort of like what I mean. It's like when I think about stuff that I like, and then think about okay, like what influenced that. So I'm, I'm kind of like on that rabbit, on that going down that rabbit hole myself too, which is anything I like. So <laughs> no, that was long winded, but <laughs> no, no, I I followed it. I know what you meant, and uh, yeah, it's important to. Um, to kind of, you know, like to, to use my last short for an example, again, you know, I, as we, we briefly talked about over Instagram of our, our love for taxi driver, you know, yeah. uh, yes. I, I, I had some influences in the script and in early just kind of development from taxi driver in life undefined. Now, if I showed you the final film or maybe you saw it, I don't know, but you wouldn't see it there at all. And that's just part of the process of like, you know, I mean, I could sit here and point out what I was kind of going for, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I had certain shots in mind that I was going to kind of directly reference from the movie and things like that. And, you know, you, you take from other movies and then you just interpret and you make it your own, I think is the best way to do it. If you just sit there and copy it, then they might as well have made the movie or you, you personally might not like you, you have to kind of, um, find your way to stand out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, exactly. uh, but it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing to take what worked and just turn it into what's Tariq's version, what's Dan's version, you know, whatever. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and, and that's just, you know, that's what I've always tried to do. I, I love, references to stuff but especially in other people's movies because then i don't feel bad if i did it and and especially if you mess it up or somebody doesn't get it like you kind of alluded to um talking about graves you know you you put certain things in there and then certain a lot of people you were saying that 
didn't necessarily see it. So you're like, eh, maybe I didn't, maybe, you know, you could have used or used it differently or, or mm-hmm. you start, you kind of start second guessing everything. And uh, so it could be tricky to want to reference something, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, it's, in- and it's interesting because um, uh, have you seen Sopranos at all? Uh, like the first couple seasons. Yeah. First couple seasons. All right. So like what, what I love about it is it's not just like, you know, gangster film fan, like service, like the whole thing. Like there's actually like a real, like, you know, story, original story to it that, that explores the gangster life that, you know, I haven't seen before. But what I love about it is that if you see some of the scenes, the way they shoot it, like, if you've seen the, the film, you've seen the, the, the film. And when you see what they do with it, it's like, oh, they're trying to do the, you know. And, you know, and a film and a, a show like that, like, I really, like, appreciate because, you know, it, 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 show, it shows the references in there, you know, but at the same time, you know, it makes it like its own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really, yeah. So I think, I think you definitely said it right there when, you know, like, when you mentioned, like, you know, read, like, interpreting it. I don't know if you, um, and I won't say like a witch character because I don't remember like what season like it was, but mm-hmm. there was, I remember specifically, there was one shot, uh, one guy, he's leaving the courthouse and he's walking on his steps. And I think he has a, he either has a panic attack or he trips, but he falls and he rolls over and the way they shoot it, it's so reminiscent of Barzini from The Godfather when he mm-hmm. gets shot and he rolls over like down okay. the stairs. Like, yep, yep, yep. And I was like, you know, and it, and if you, it's one of those things. It's like if you've seen it, you see it, and you're like, whoa, oh, that is so clever, you know. And and they and what I appreciate is like, you know, like I said before, like you know, they don't keep like using that as like a way to like keep you like engaged. It's sort of just like, oh, by the way, let's just throw that in there. Wink, wink. You know what this is from? All right, cool. All right. <laughs> and then like right, the rest right. of it is still like you know its own like unique story that, you know, like no one's ever like really explored in like the lifestyle of the gangster family. So I, so, so just to use that as an example, I've gotten like a whole lot of inspiration from that show recently. So I, I had to bring that up just thinking about that. (laughs) No, I'm the same way with depending on, so I'm, when it comes to TV, I found in the last few years, I, I haven't been able to get into drama as much. Um, mm-hmm. I've been kind of going more comedy route just because mm. I bounce a lot around a lot. I've always just kind of liked comedy movies a little bit better now when I think back on stuff like, and um, just cause like my dad was always very funny to me, my whole family. Like I just been around like just having fun like that. So I think I just naturally was like, Oh, comedy makes sense to me. And uh so when it comes to TV, I like it too, because a lot of them are shorter episodes. You can kind of come in and out of them. Um, you know, not that I, I don't, I don't want to say I'm not paying attention to them, but if I happen to like look away for a second, I'm talking to somebody, I'm not like, if I come back, it's not like I missed the whole plot, you know, maybe I missed a joke or something. So I, I've been watching a lot more comedy. I've been watching like 30 rock and things like that. I like these workplace comedies because family comedies are fun, but unless you relate to that type of family, it's like, I feel like it's hard to like find the humor in it as much, but 
with workplace comedies, even though I don't work at 30 rock or I don't work in the parks and rec department or at the Dunder Mifflin paper, I've worked in jobs similar to those things. And like, can kind of, I, I don't know, I could better relate to those things. And I just always found that funny. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> my, uh, when you brought that up, it made me think of, uh, uh, my brother's show, uh, Chuck, he, he loves Chuck. And when I was, I was thinking about, cause I used to work at Best Buy and he kind of works at like an electronics place is sort of like, you know, his day job. And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about like some of the people that are there and I'm like, Oh my God, it's just like Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And what's I funny is I, I worked at Best Buy too for, um, about a, the year after I graduated college and now I've been watching Superstore, which is a little different as far as like ones, like you said, a more electronic store, obviously one's more of a, like a Walmart, but so much of that, that type of humor is the exact same or like the situations they find themselves in are the exact same of dealing with managers, dealing with, you know, employees and customers and all that stuff. So I just find it so much funnier than I'm sure someone who's never worked in retail or, or any of those kinds of things. So that's what also gravitates or what, what, what I gravitate towards. I mean, yeah, I definitely get it. Yeah. I I know you work there. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 51 weeks to the day, funny enough. And then they, they decided they didn't need me anymore. Um, it was a, it was a bit of a, um, BS situation. I won't bore you with the details, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 it basically was, I think they, I, I, called them on some of their, uh, issues, even though they said that we were allowed to, and then they, uh, found another, like they tried to blame something else on me and we're like, Oh, well, because of this, we're letting you go. Not, you know, trying to hide the fact that I, you know, challenged them, I guess you could say, uh, on something. So yes, I, I was exactly one week shy of a year working there. <laughs> I feel you. You did better than me. I only did like three months, but I had to bounce because I had a, I had like an anxiety attack, you know, like just like in a chair, just from like the constant like stress of like people coming up to me for, you know, asking me about like stuff that I had no knowledge of, but yet I had to put on this front that I had knowledge of. And and I guess, you know, me having, uh, you know, putting on like this facade of being an expert in something that I'm not and having to kind of lie to folks. I'm like, it was it was taking a toll on me physically. I'm like, yeah, I got to go. This is, this is causing. A, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, causing luckily, thing. luckily I worked, uh, in the back of house. I, I did more of the unloading and, you know, changing out, uh, uh, what do you call it? Items and, and things like that. But yeah, if ever, if I was ever on the floor, I never understood why we would have to match shirts with the salespeople because all the time, or we, I wish at least we had on our shirt, it says not a salesman because time and time again, people would come up, Hey, do you know where blah, blah, blah is? And I'm like, exactly. I have, I have even less knowledge than the salespeople and they barely know anything. So <laughs> like, nice. you know, it, I, I really can't help it, you know? And like, I end up doing sometimes their job while I'm also trying to do mine. And it was just a whole big mess. Yeah. But, uh, Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, a lot. I mean, I could, man, that, that, that part of my life, I won't even bore you with the details on my end either, but, <laughs> but that, but, but that was, uh, that was something. It was a, it was a very educational moment 
I think for me, just like thinking on like a, a business standpoint, you know, like how I would, like how I would run something, like how I would manage something and like, like how I wouldn't <laughs> like, mm-hmm. at least, mm-hmm. at least from my like unique, like position, like, you know, I'm not sure like the whole like complexities of how like corporate management is for, you know, that company, but you know, in the context of like a small business, like if I were to scale it down, I would think about like, well, this is kind of how I would prioritize things, you know, but that's just for me kind of, you know, seeing an example of like how not to do something and then seeing people like, you know, I'll just throw like Amazon in there and like, you know, learning from what I've heard from how they run things on, Oh, that looks like the way to do it, you know, and kind of just comparing and contrasting. So if anything, like I walked away with some good knowledge from that. So Yes, I I would certainly agree. It's it's interesting that well, first off, that we had a somewhat similar experience, and it's within the same company, no less. Um, it's it's kind of both comforting and funny that that was uh, the case. It wasn't like I was some kind of outlier or something. Not that I ever thought I was, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's. I look back on it kind of as a funny thing now, and. Uh, and yes, yeah, so it's definitely a learning experience like you kind of are getting at. Uh, I, I I know now how not to uh, run something like you just said. It's it's very eye-opening for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, especially because like, you know, you're and you're probably work, actually, no, not you're, you're probably like you are like, I know you're going like banging on all cylinders with a, uh, your production company just seeing like what you like putting out and everything and the plans you got. Cause, cause what it's, it's, it's you and your brother, right? Like you both co-own it. Um, yes and no. So what the, the, the short version is basically I started an LLC called Whitehead brothers limited and uh-huh. with the intention that my brother would come in and we would, we would kind of co-run it. Um, but technically like, legal document wise, I'm the sole owner of it, um, right now, uh, and may still be that way because he, he, he went for film like I did, but he, uh, he's not as interested in direct, like cinema type of things. He's interested in a little bit different type of thing. He's kind of start just kind of figuring it out himself anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the the short version like i was trying to get to is uh i might be moving to cali next year we'll see fingers crossed uh with the two friends i mentioned yeah and if that happens i'll have to re uh create an llc because you have to do it state by state um and if that's the case i probably won't call it whitehead brothers and it's not anything against him it's just that if he's doing his own thing it doesn't really make sense to call it a brother's thing if it's just me um so I'll probably just have some different name, but under it, um, Patrick and I started Toby moon productions after, um, geek cast was coming to an end because we were kind of doing our own thing. And, uh, it just, it, it didn't feel right to keep, keep it going without Greg. Cause we were kind of like the Trinity. And, uh, yeah. so we just, we came up with, uh, Toby moon and Pat kind of, kind of gave me the reins and I, I still like, you know, ask him opinions and get his input and all that kind of stuff. But essentially Uh I, I kind of run it myself with the help of um, different friends in producing roles and things like that. 
Oh, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, going yeah, going to Cali, huh? <laughs> I admire well, that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I uh I went um in late February, right before all this uh virus stuff really hit. And um it was to promote uh we were very fortunate enough to have Life Undefined in a film festival out there. And um so we got to go out there and check it out and um, I had been there once before, but not as like, I don't want to say a grown up because it sounds weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like, a, like a, an older adult, you know, and kind of see it with fresh eyes with people my age. And so we just all were just like, this is like the place to be. I mean, we've, we were, our whole life we were hearing, right. That LA is the place to be for this kind of stuff, but it took going there and like with the purpose of spreading the good word about our movie that we were just like, yeah, this feels right. And, um, the two producing partners, they're actually a, a couple, uh, a guy and a girl and, uh, they're the three of us might try to go, um, this time next year, depending on when all this Corona stuff ends and all that kind of stuff. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, definitely keep me updated. That sounds exciting. Like, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, God. Yeah, God willing. This, uh, you know, it seems like stuff's like getting better. Um, but you know, um, I can only, I can only hope. <laughs> I know, right? Every, every day, it's like, oh, this, maybe today will be the day they open stuff. Oh no, nope, it's another month. Or at least here in Jersey, it seems like they're really dragging their feet on stuff. It's we're kind of well because we were such a a hub for it. I don't know what the case level was in in uh, North Carolina, but it it was high you know, coming off in New York city and stuff for us. So, um, I, I guess that's why we were so behind everybody with opening things. Yeah. I forgot what we had, like, you know, case wise. Um, it's, it's interesting cause, um, well, obviously, you know, like, you know, folks, unfortunately, like, you know, passed away. But, um, one thing I thought was pretty key and, you know, I'll try not to be on this like too long, but I really liked how at least the local news here would mention the amount of people who recovered from it. Cause I mm -hmm. feel like, cause I feel like folks need to know those, but nationally I haven't been seeing that many folks, at least not even not on social talk about the amount of people who had it and recovered from it, you know, and even me knowing folks who had it too recovered. Yeah, I, I it's uh, well. I'm glad you said that because I felt that way too. I, I mean, most we we're we seem to be an ABC uh, uh, house. We my parents just like ABC and they trust them and all that kind of stuff. And um, mm -hmm. so it being more of a national news, all we see is like kind of the negative, unfortunately. And yeah. um, we we said the same thing. We would we we want to see what are the positives, who's recovering, and you know. It, it goes into this bigger, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy thing, but there's this bigger yeah. conversation to be had of, you know, is there, is there an alternative motive to why we see things that we see? And, um, that goes, I think with the riots, uh, as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, all this kind of stuff there, they're certainly, uh, a skewing the, um, the message, I think, both for the virus as well as as the um, the protest. I won't even call them riots. I'll say protests to keep it on the positive. Yeah, because yeah, because there are because you know they are like differentiated because you do see both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's really interesting, man. And you know, I even like throw like another like question in there, like and it's sort of like the, you know, I don't know if you follow my man uh Sean Stevenson at the Model Health Show, but as far as like my health journey and my recovery for like autoimmunity, like um I've been following him since he's found a way to reverse chronic disease in himself using mm-hmm. like, you know, uh food and nutrition and whatnot. And um and like some movement. But um I always like uh, look to him when it comes to some kind of like, you know, health complications and this and that. But when it came to like something like a pandemic, um, I love the fact that he asked, like, you know, why aren't enough people talking about like the fact that we all have viruses like in us that actually work for us and like how viruses actually work in the human body and like what we can actually do with our immune system. Like, how can we strengthen it? Like how like this biochemical like you know machinery that we have in our own bodies like how can we make it work for us to keep us healthy like why aren't we talking about that and i'm like thank you you know because you know it'd probably reduce a good amount of the hysteria here so i've i've done my research you know even talked to my functional doctor and you know i've i've taken my own precautions for myself as to like what i could do like based off my research but it's crazy because going back to the media thing like there are just certain things like, you know, you can't say as far as like, you know, treatment, even like, I don't know if you heard about even like YouTube, like they're like censoring stuff or like, you know, stuff you can say even, even if it like, you know, comes from the mouths of actual doctors on the front lines of what can happen. So it's, it's nuts, man. It, it, like it really is. But yeah, I wouldn't, I would not dismiss the point you were saying about if there is some kind of motive, like, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm usually not that dude, but I'm like, this is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> can we talk about this? <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 uh, you know, something I've been doing for a lot these last few years, but more in just the last few months is, you know, let's say you tell me piece of information about the virus, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll, I take that with you, I, you know, or what you say, and then I'm going and I'm researching it on my own or, mm-hmm. or even not just between friends, even on the news or wherever I hear or read or whatever. I'm like, okay, I got it from this piece uh, or this source. Let me see if something somewhere else is saying the exact same thing or similar, or is there crossover, you know, yeah, you're almost like fact checking on your own and doing your own research, like you kind of alluded to. And for me, I mean, it's certainly more comforting when I do my own research and like, okay, you know what, there is some truth to this or good or bad, but at least I feel like I have a better understanding of it. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's crazy, but I, I will say, you know, um, and I was going to bring it up just a little before when you were talking about, you know, uh, the, the guy you, you were following on Instagram and stuff. It's, it's fascinating. And it kind of goes back to talking about science a little bit earlier and biology specifically is probably the science I'm most interested in now. And just not only human biology, but like I said, animal biology, but with the human body, as you kind of alluded to just before is a, magnificent machine. Um, I mean, the ability for it to fight off um, viruses or bacteria or illnesses, but at the same time, 
make sure you're digesting your food and make sure you're breathing and make sure you walk when you need to and sit down and, mm-hmm. you know, doing all these crazy things. And Hey, I got to use the bathroom and, you know, do all this all at the same time. And like, Oh, by the way, you know, like I said, and by the way, it's fighting this thing on top. It's, it's miraculous and how it can rebuild bones and, you know, muscle yeah. tissue. It's incredible. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely something, man, you know? <laughs> so like, when you think about all those things you just said, like in the context, and then you think about how, like, you know, something, you know, like, you know, this uh, pandemic we got going on, like, you know, like it's effect on like the body, you know, it's really crazy how like nobody will talk about like, you know, how great the body is and how you can like, you can find ways to ha- have it work for you in that regard and instead actually with the news and everything put people in a state of uh stress and panic you know send like the negative signals through the nervous system up to the brain and actually lower people's immune system just from the fear of watching you know and it's yeah it's crazy i don't know if i'm oh yeah i don't think i did mention it um so back in march before it hit the u.s i was panicking a little bit of it and I actually caused myself to flare up with my condition. I have a, uh, you know, myositis and arthritis. So, um, I have inflammation in the muscles and, you know, my muscles and my thighs will kind of, you know, swell up. So I caused myself to swell up just from being, uh, afraid of something that has not happened yet or something that, you know, that didn't even happen like at the time. Like, right. I, like I sent my, with my brain, I sent my body those stress signals and set everything off, you know, just from that. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I did that with my brain just by taking in negative information about the, it's, you know, and this could happen to anybody, you know, just, you know, not in the sense of like flaring up, but in the sense of like, you know, sending like the wrong signals to the body and, you know, having people do like, you know, you know, not logical things, you know, like buying a whole bunch of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I talk, talk about fear, uh, mongering too. It's like toilet paper of all things. I think you're going to be okay. If you know, that's the least, that should be the least of your worries about, you know, maybe food, maybe, you know, water, things like that should be at the top of the list, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not the expert, but yeah, neither am I. I'm I'm here learning with you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because um, I was looking at a you know, uh, and obviously um, like I said, like I'm learning as much as I can. My uh, functional doctor brought up the fact that like ginger was like antiviral, and how there was actually some studies of ginger um done like specifically like its effect like on like uh lung viruses. And how that's mm-hmm. been effective. And I went and I dug some digging on it. I shared it on my Instagram a while back. I'm like, hey, so I bought so I bought this to see like if it, you know, if it works or not. Um, I'm not sure if it does. Like so far, like I haven't had COVID or anything like that. And right. I've been and I've been drinking a lot of it. But I did like link the study in there because I'm like, all right, I know I know y'all skeptics out there, y'all like, but ain't from CDC and World Health. I'm like, I get it, I get it. I get it. So uh, keep, keep your pants on. Here's the study. And here's another yeah. study. Like, and I was kind of like, like y'all feel free to check this yourselves. And it's kind of crazy. Cause 
when I was doing more research, I'm like, I'm surprised people didn't steal all the ginger instead of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah, it 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 is interesting that um, you know, like I so I've been fortunate enough. I was I've been able to still go and work and um, you know, do my thing. I mean, with proper you know masks and things like that and social distancing all that kind of stuff but it's it's interesting that i always tell people or i've been telling people like once i'm at work other than like little conversations we have we kind of forget that it's going on because we're so secluded we're outside you know there's there's uh a level of of uh like being in a bubble almost that you're not as worried about it. And then you come home and you turn the news on, you're like, Oh, that's right. We're in this world right now. You know, it's, it's, so I've been kind of able to uh, almost forget it during the day, which has been, I think mentally a a blessing for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And like I've been at home the whole time, so I can't really, (laughs) but I definitely, I definitely believe that. I mean, you know, the house is pretty much like full, if, if anything, um, you know, I'm hearing a lot of, um, I've, I've had folks ask me like, Oh, like, you know, you and your family safe and this and that. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so how are you handling everything? I'm like, well, I could be handling it the better. They're like, Oh, how so? I'm like, well, I'm an introvert and all that. And it's like, Oh yeah, you should be right at home. And I'm like, yeah, but that's just the thing. Everybody's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> right. just the- surrounded by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'd probably, and, and the, 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 the funny thing is I'd pretty much say like four out of four of the people here were all introverts. <laughs> so it's like, I can't even, you know, go out someplace and, you know, be by myself, you know, at least, at least right. for me, like when I'm, you know, obviously if I was more mobile, I'd do it, but you know, but I'm getting there, but that's a whole other thing though. But <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, I'll say that it's good to hear that, that, uh, you know, things are, at least in this time, you're, you're able to, um, you know, focus on getting better and, uh, you're not letting it slow you down, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I was, man, like I probably have to say like the biggest like hurdle I got like over as far as, uh, getting that positive momentum was I had to like, I just had to stop just like worrying about what people would think, you know, and then like, you know, ask them like, you know, for donations. Cause I'm usually the type of person who likes to be independent and make his own money. Like I'm an entrepreneur at heart, you know? So it's like, well, what value am I giving and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, but I'm like, Hey, I need to get back to being a productive member of society. Can you help a brother? <laughs> you know? And then I was kind of like sharing like details and I'm thinking like, I have one voice in my head like, yeah, but this is like the worst like economic time period to ask people for help and this and that. And I'm like, bruh, <laughs> my body is still like, I don't know like what state it's in right now, but it doesn't care about no economic crisis. <laughs> We're in a health crisis right now. And I'm not just talking COVID. <laughs> I'm talking right. I'm like, like you need to get over it. So I went ahead and I did that and I was able to within like three days or so i'm like wow i can go ahead and get this done so i'm about what like four like five weeks and uh, six weeks in the treatment and little by little stuff's just increasing and well 
that's been going on. I've been reading a lot about like, you know, the brain and like neuroscience and ways I can help my body, you know, cause originally I did it backwards. Like I was focused on giving my body like what it needs so it could repair itself. But I wasn't thinking about the mechanism in which it needs, in which it repairs itself being inhibited by my spine. Right. And I was like, Oh, I had no idea. So so now I'm doing it in the right way. I'm unlocking its ability to heal and giving it what it needs. Yeah. So it's fascinating, bro. No, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, people, Some I forget, somebody said it to me recently. They were like, you know, all right, we have the COVID, but it's not like the flu took the the spring off. You know, we still have the flu. We still have other things not to like overwhelm people with that realization but you know yes we have to be prepared for it yes we have to um be cautious about it but we can't we can't stop the mach- all the machines you know we have to kind of keep living our life to the best ability we can at least that's how i look at it yeah okay you definitely uh, right about that yeah well we did just about an over an hour i think it was really great um i don't want to take up your whole evening but, uh, so good for them. <laughs> yeah. But listen, um, thank you very much, Tariq, for uh, agreeing to be on. It was really great uh, to talk to you. We'll have to um, plan something that's not a uh, podcast where we can really uh, talk and uh, have a good time, catch up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yo, I really appreciate it, Daniel. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I will. Uh, so this will be up Friday for you. And, uh, you know, you can. Uh, share it if you like and do all that good stuff. But yeah, I, I'm trying to stick to a schedule this time. And that's something I've learned from, as we talked about earlier, learning from your past uh, projects. Uh, I, I kept putting it out on different days and things like that. So I'm trying to stick to a schedule this time. Yeah, I feel you. Hey, they say what gets written gets done, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I write think a lot of things down, even just like little reminders. And I, I live by those things because otherwise I'd never do anything you know you're an integrator man you're practical that's the, those are the signs writing everything down planning <laughs> yeah uh, I, i've always been that way so i guess I, I guess yeah i was meant for this uh profession definitely i gotta sometime i gotta have you uh you know meet my brother like you know he's pretty much like that too and he's also a big uh dc fan he loves batman like you so <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll be best friends then. Yeah, definitely. He loves the Hush comic. <laughs> oh, nice. Good. That's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Good talking to you and uh, stay healthy, you and your family. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Right back at your brother. All right. Bye. All right. Peace. Hey, everybody. Just one last thing. First off, thank you, Tariq, for being on the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I wanted to give a uh, shout out to his uh, Instagram name, should you choose to follow him. He's very interesting, very uh, fun to follow. So do consider following him. He has links to all his um, artwork and music and all that good stuff if you wanted to check him out. So his Instagram handle is at Vec the Artist. That's at V-E-K-T-H-E-A-R-T-I-S-T. Thank you again, Tariq. Thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, I'll see you next time. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, and uh, keep fighting that good fight. Peace out.